Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. And we're talking Michigan athletics, as we do here on the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. So thanks for listening. Um, The AP poll, Associated Press Top 25 poll, uh, came out on Monday, uh, the first of the preseason poll for college football. Uh, So we now have the AP, the coaches, and all these other websites. we got the Aaron McMahon Top 25 that we can discuss. Um, The... Michigan is ranked number seven in both the AP and the coaches. In fact, the top 10 uh, is the same uh, team for team um, in both, in both the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, Aaron, where did Michigan check in for, for you? I'm the Grinch here. And I think I wrote that yesterday. Uh, I had them 10. Okay. Um, my, my first six were on the money with AP. It was the same as the okay. AP that came out. And then I differed when basically seven through 10. Um, I had Notre Dame at seven, Florida at eight. Texas at nine, Michigan at ten. Uh, as I wrote yesterday, uh, you know I'm not ready yet to give Michigan that credit. I think they could, there's an opportunity there, a chance for them to be very good. Uh, but at this point, you know they couldn't beat Notre Dame last year, uh, couldn't beat Florida. Uh, I wasn't ready to put them ahead of them just yet. So your yours is mostly based off of last season's result. It's a combination. Year, yeah. I mean, it's a combination of what they did last year, my feelings for the teams going into this year. Um, I, you know, keep in mind, I picked Michigan to win the Big Ten this year. I, I don't think that changes. I, I'm this, this this is a preseason poll. This isn't where I think they're going to end up at the end of the year. That's, I think, for what people need to remember with these polls. Um, you know, they're, they're where these programs are right now. I have Clemson number one just because, not just because, but a big part of that is because, obviously, they won the national championship. Uh, you know, historically, Alabama's almost always been, in the last few years at least, has, has been number one for, for good reason. Um no, but, you know, so, uh, yeah, Michigan is, I mean, they're in the top 10, in my opinion. Uh, you know, they're, they're at the ability, I think, to be very good. Uh, but, again, I haven't seen it yet. So I, I think if you looked at the, at the top five, and generally speaking, I mean, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, if you look back at the past five years, I mean, those have been the mm-hmm. top five teams during that stretch, I think. I mean, and it's no surprise to see them here at, in the top five once again in 2019. Yeah, Michigan ten. I mean, that's not any. That's not a huge difference from no, where they right. fall in this thing. Plenty of people who voted them had them there or, or lower to get this, you know, consensus of of seven. It's not like you had them in the twenties or something right. like that. Uh, there are seven Big Ten teams that are ranked. I guess you could say eight if you if you look at the AP and the coaches poll. You got you mentioned Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska sneaks in there at twenty four in the AP poll. Mm-hmm. And on the uh, on the coaches poll, Nebraska's the the last one, rece- the next one receiving votes, but Northwestern is there at twenty five. So that uh, that speaks to a um, you know what could be a very you know strong year for the Big Ten potentially. Uh, we were talking before we went on, and, and Ryan, you were you were just stunned that Nebraska was getting any sort of love in the top twenty five. I, I get their- that. I get there is some hyper surrounding the Cornhuskers this year, and they should be better. But I mean, they also were four and eight that 
last year. And you look at all the other teams, no one else had a losing record. And here, all of a sudden, you stroll down and you see Nebraska at 4-8 and eight at number 24 in the AP poll. I mean, I think they might need to show a little bit more than uh, – I, I realize they started 0-6 last year, but, I mean, I feel like you still need to show a little bit more to get that much – Love in, in the preseason, but I mean, I may I may be wrong here. I think you yeah, have I mean, the, the a counterpoint. Ca- I mean, sure, the counterpoint would be one of the things you just mentioned. That given that they started zero and six uh, to get to four wins, that meant they won four of their final six. So there was that. Um, uh, there were you know you look at the losses specifically. I mean, just the, the first two were were very close. They they could have won those games uh, to Colorado and Troy. Uh, they lost to Northwestern in overtime. Uh, just a five point loss at o- at Ohio State. And a three-point loss at Iowa. Now losses are losses. He also failed to even show up at Michigan Stadium, too. <laughs> Co- correct. There were some. There were some. You know. Uh, um, you know, lopsided losses in there too, for sure. And, and losses are losses. Um, but lost still, by five to Ohio State. But I think right. Yeah. So I think when you're when you're you know there in the mix, I think I think that factors in. Uh, you look at the head coach Scott Frost. I, I think again, this is a very small sample size, and it was just at one program. But year one to year two, and his previous stop UCF goes from a losing record to undefeated season. So you know if you're expecting a similar turnaround in year two, uh, that would be another reason for for optimism in Lincoln. Um, and now a, a sophomore quarterback, Adrian Martinez, was was pretty. Uh, dynamic last year uh, at, at times when he wasn't hurt, um, you know, as a freshman quarterback. So I think there's a, a lot of hype around him. He's been been recruiting well and, you know, sort of just getting his culture in there at, at, at Nebraska, things he talked about a lot last year. I think, um, you know, there's there's reason for optimism. But, uh, you know, probably spent a little too much time talking about a team that Michigan uh, does, <laughs> well, does not play this well, year. Keep in mind, they, were the, they are the preseason favorites from the Big Ten ladder. There you uh, go. Big Ten media days, they were picked. So, again, you know, you could say that people are buying into the hype or whatever, but with the personnel they got coming back, uh, you know, the, the – the schedule they played last year, and again, you mentioned all the close losses they had. And if you looked at the Big Ten West, I mean, there's not any team right. that really scares right. it there. So, I mean, Nebraska, I think, is primed for a leap here. How big of a leap? We'll see. But I think they are they're primed for a winning season and for perhaps much more. And in Vegas, I mean, they have uh, like the ninth best odds to win the national championship too, which is I found pretty astonishing. But I guess if you can win the the Big Ten West and play in that Big Ten championship game. And when that, I mean, you, I guess you, depending on how many losses you have, you have a shot at maybe uh, getting in the college playoffs. What do you guys think about Michigan State? They had them, I think, what, the 18 in the poll? Um, you think that's too high, too low? That, that works for me. I mean, they're a team uh, that would be, um, I'd be, I'd be buying on. I mean, I guess you'd have to tell me what their their over under is for wins. But I mean, I kind of look at again. You can look at the actual the season they had last year, but you know, look at where they were. Um, you know, in the in the preseason poll last year, there's a lot of uh, a lot of you know hype around that team, expectations for the offense in particular. People thought it'd be a very good uh, Michigan State offense. They were they were 11 in the in the preseason AP poll last year. Um, so I mean, yeah, what actually happened in the season matters more than what people thought. But I think it's worth it is worth remembering what you know what those expectations were and, and why those were in place. Um, you know, get a healthy quarterback, and yeah, I think uh, uh, I don't think that they're uh, you know they're they're going anywhere. Like Michigan has uh, regained the upper hand in, in the in the rivalry. Um, you know, sort of talent wise and, and things like that with with the way that you know Harbaugh has recruited the last few years. Um, but but no, I don't think it's like they're just you, know, you can just pencil that in as as a win for Michigan. You know, going forward, uh, you know, 
every for, year now. For me, I, I, I don't, I'm not completely bought in on their offense yet. I mean, I, I think Lewerke has a lot to prove still um, coming back after, after last year. And I don't think they have the weapons as some of the other teams in, in the Big Ten. But, I mean, then looking at the last six teams in the AP Top 25 poll, though, with Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Syracuse, Washington State, Nebraska, I mean, I don't, I can't say State should be below any of those Right. teams either so i mean at first at first glance i'm like well that seems a little bit high but the more i, I looked into it i guess it's it, it makes makes sense two things circling back one to your, your question about michigan state's win total i see seven and a half so maybe a good year for mm-hmm. them this year and at least you know in terms of the eyes of the the odds makers maybe yeah. an eight and four season yeah um so which is i right take about, i take yeah. you over there is what i'm saying yeah. I, I'm, I'm buying on them Mm-hmm. So I, I, you're right. I, I think their defense is probably very good. It, it could be very, just like last year in terms of, you know, top five. Um, and I think the feeling is Michigan State's offense can get worse even. Uh, so I think, you know, with Lur- will Lurkey back, they have shuffled the deck when it comes to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But I think they're hoping that'll, that'll you know, uh, get shake some things loose. We'll see. Um, but, you know, Michigan State's schedule isn't easy either. I was looking at it uh, the other day. They've got, they, I think they go to Ohio State, they go to Michigan. Uh, there's another tough non-conference or another tough road. I think they're at Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin as well. Yeah. So their schedule isn't easy. Uh, but again, we've seen, you know, D'Antonio's teams, uh, you know, exceed expectations in the past. Maybe this is a case where, you know, they, they are competitive in the Big Ten East again this year. And perhaps, you know, they're in the running there at the, at the end of the year. Um, you know, we'll direct people to mlive.com slash Wolverines if you want, uh, you know, opponent breakdowns of, of the, all the teams Michigan is playing uh, this year. I've been, I've been doing those, um, you know, the non-conference as well as the, the Big Ten opponents. Actually, Michigan State will be next. So I think you can probably uh, expect that, you know, Wednesday here on, on the website. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just a, a couple more after that with Indiana and Ohio State. But, uh, yeah, I already conquered some of the teams we, we've mentioned Um yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting year in the Big Ten. Any surprise surprise teams you you like out there in, in either division that people aren't talking about as much? I mean, no, I I will say this: I picked oh, I picked Iowa to win the West just okay. because I think that you know, like you said, the depth isn't great. I think it'll be competitive. Parity, I mean, there, there is parity there. I think you see a lot of teams will be you know in the running. Um, you know, they have a quarterback coming back as well. They're an experienced bunch. Uh, Iowa always seems to be right there. In terms of surprise, the chance of winning the, you know, when it comes to their their chance of winning the Big Ten Championship, I don't know. I, I do mm-hmm. think the winner will probably come out of the East again. Um, right. But I do think that West Division will be fun to, fun to follow, yeah. whether it's Nebraska or Iowa or Northwestern. Surprised some folks last year. I think they feel like they're being underlooked again. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I'd say so. I, you, you mentioned them at least there at the end because I was about to jump in and say they won that they won that division mm-hmm. by three games last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were 8-1, and one, and the rest of it was, it was a cluster at 5-4, and four, and yet, you know, you poll 100 people, how many people are predicting Northwestern to, to repeat? I mean, so it's just not happening. Um so yeah, I guess yeah they would be my you know surprise team mm-hmm. potentially, but uh, and let's not forget Wisconsin. Had, I mean they have Heisman hopeful Jonathan Taylor back as well, and I mean they've before last year. I mean they kind of had a stranglehold on on that division too. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think if I had to pick uh, a Big Ten West winner, it would be Wisconsin at this point, just because they've been there, done that, and I like what they have uh, on offense. Whether even at quarterback, whether it's um, their their promising young young quarterback or. Um, or the other guy, but I, I like I like the the running game with Jonathan Taylor. I think you can really rely on, and they're always known for their defense. So, the Big Ten's yeah. gonna be fun to follow this year, both divisions. No, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, what have we learned? Uh, what have we learned from Michigan football since the last time we uh, 
we met here on this podcast. Everyone is excelling in camp and, you know, everyone could go straight to the NFL if they wanted to. Wow. <laughs> Ryan has turned cynical a week, a week after our last uh, discussion. Um, it, no, it's been pretty typical, co- you know, camp speak. Uh, you know, the offense they feel like has, has gotten over the hump. I, I think that the install is in. They know what they're doing now. And now I think it's all about kind of fine-tuning things and, and, and getting going here. It, it sounds like they've filled some spots defensively. You know, we we're, there's concern there, obviously, in the secondary. There's concern uh, at defensive line. Uh, you know, if you talk to some of the coaches, they think the defensive line is doing just fine. And Warner praised them uh, on Monday. Um, there are a couple injuries, you know, we, we talked about the secondary. Uh, Ambry Thomas sounds like he's going to be out for the foreseeable future right. with colitis. We did not know that when we, we last spoke not. here. So Yeah, so uh, you're going to see some some younger guys, I think, step in there. It sounds like Vincent Gray is going to be the guy at this point. Uh, he took a lot of reps in spring practice when LaVert Hill was out due to injury. Uh, so, you know, he is, he's, he's been in there. Whether he's, you know, the guy remains to be seen. Uh, and then you got the right tackle situation was figured out a little bit sooner, I think, than Michigan wanted. Andrew Stuber is out again indefinitely for uh, with an injury. They're calling it a leg injury. It's been reported as a knee injury. Um, so Jalen Mayfield at this point is going to be the starter uh, at right tackle. And we tried to get an update out of Ed Warner yesterday, the offensive line coach, and really didn't get much of an update on Stuber other than um, just he's not, he's not part of the medical staff and they're going to continue to see and update us when, when they know more. I will say this historically with, when it comes to injuries with, with Jim Harbaugh's teams here at Michigan, if a guy is out for the full season, they will, they will typically say so. With Stuber, they haven't done that yet. So maybe I, that tells me that there's a feeling that he could be back by the, you know, at some point this season. When? I don't, I don't know. And whether it will make a difference, I don't know. We, we still don't know the severity of this injury. They haven't said what it is or, or what it details. Uh, so they might get him back. You know, I will say that they felt like they had six starters along the offensive line. You know, Ed Warner told us on Monday that, you know, um, whoever the starter would have been for week one against Middle Tennessee State, whether it was Stuber or Jalen Mayfield, um, they felt like both guys were going to get reps mm-hmm. and play. He, I think he said almost in a 60-40% fashion. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they like the depth they have. They still feel like they have good depth there. You know, talking to some of the guys and, and Warner on Monday that, you know, there's some younger guys coming up there. Um, so I think for the first time in Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan, they have a they have a deep and they think talented offensive line. So right. a couple injuries. Uh, the offense they think is coming along. We haven't spoken to Shea Patterson just yet, um, but you know uh, we're we're getting closer to game time. So I think we're a little over a week now, and we're gonna start finding out here quickly whether this offense really is, um, you know what what they're saying it is. Yeah, it's gonna be different for sure. It's gonna be different, but you know effective. Uh, that's that that's the question. How effective? Um, yeah, not how you want to see a uh, you know position battle uh, decided. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, they they felt uh, they were going to feel good you know with with either guy, um, whoever it was. Um, yeah, what what else? What else we got from? Not a ton. It's, and I said this to Ryan the other day, and I said this all, all camp. The storm. This is almost this is a very boring team compared to what we're used to <laughs> with Jim Harbaugh, Michigan team. Because uh-huh. typically at this point of the year, you know, the comp- there's a quarterback competition. We're unsure of the starter. There's all these question marks. Um, whether it's especially the offensive side of the ball, you know, this, this team has struggled offensively in years past. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had some some good years, but you know, I, I can think back to two years where that offense really sputtered, really struggled. Um, you know, they 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 have experience back. We talked about the offensive line. There's guys at, at receiver. It sounds like they're all healthy at this point. Tariq Black, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, they're all practicing. Um, they like some of the younger guys there as well. Mike Sandersill's name has come up. Ronnie Bell has come up a ton. Cornelius Johnson, a true freshman. Uh, they're, they're calling him CJ, so I guess he's going by the name CJ. 
Um, you know, he, they're, uh, they, they like what they're getting there. So in terms of depth and talent, it's there. Um, so it's, it's all about, I guess, at this point, putting it together and making, like you said, making sure it's, it's efficient and effective. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, uh, I was watching, uh, a replay of the, uh, some of the Michigan Notre Dame game from last year for, you know, I was doing, doing a preview of Notre Dame. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, it wasn't just highlights as, you know, the full game where you see the stuff, you know, between plays or whatever. And, you know, it was, uh, it was a reminder of, you know, Michigan was down late in that game Mm -hmm. and, uh, the pace at which they were moving offensively was not nearly fast. Enough. I mean, basically the announcer was saying almost every, before every sentence, they got to go here, got to move, got to hurry. I can remember late you in know. that game, maybe that final drive or second to final drive. I think it was second to final drive yes. because they were, they were down two scores at that point. Right. They, they, um, and they, I remember th- thinking to myself, I'm like, they need to hurry up because they need two scores. Here. Right. So, yeah. I, I do and, and they eventually scored on that drive. And, you know, Notre Dame went three down, gave them the ball back. But even then that drive, you know, which which ended with a, with a fumble. But it was just, there wasn't that. I don't want to say sense of urgency. I think it was that they just didn't, that wasn't part of the DNA mm-hmm. of the offense. Um, it wasn't part of the scheme. It wasn't how they had probably been practicing and, and drilling. And again, it was the first game of the season. Did, did they get better in that as the year went on? I mean, they, they weren't often down. So, you know, it's a position you don't want to find yourself in. But um, yeah, that's the thing. There, there are going to be games against better teams where, you know, you need to, you need to try to be a little more explosive than they were. Um, and uh yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it is an interesting play between the offense and the defense. I think we've talked about this on a previous uh, uh, episode where, you know, the, the defense maybe did benefit a little bit from from not being on the field as much from, mm-hmm. from longer drives or whatever. But I think Ed Warner was asked about this the other day. You know, what else helps? You know, just scoring points. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, that eventually <laughs> at the end of the day, the goal is to score more points than the other team. So how it comes uh, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, sure. We can uh, – we can talk a little hoops if you guys don't mind. I mean, sure. the uh, you know the the team has broke sort of for the for the summer. Um, their their you know, practice and workouts are are done for for a couple of weeks, um, and then they'll they'll reconvene. Um, you know when when school begins here. You know Labor Day. Uh, so yeah, I was able to talk to uh, the you know strength and conditioning coach John Anderson. So there's a story up on them live um, about that. Um, you know, he spoke pretty candidly about, you know, the various players on the roster and their, their development over the se- off season. So, um, yeah, Cole Badgema, you know, a freshman came in, uh, undersized, uh, as many do, uh, from a weight perspective and has, uh, you know, made good progress in that, in that area. Um, and I thought it was interesting kind of what he said about Isaiah livers, um, kind of going not necessarily in the opposite direction. You didn't necessarily need to lose weight, just becoming a little, a little leaner, more agile, quicker, um, you know, because they feel like that's what maybe this team will, will need a little bit more of, you know, uh, a playmaker, uh, more of a perimeter player and scorer um, to replace kind of what they lost last year. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's sort of insights on all the guys there, um, except Franz. Franz Wagner, you know, is, is not here yet, which, um, I mean, it, it, they're not really saying anything about what, what the plan was or, was, you know, if this is unusual or anything like that. Well, it, it is unusual in that, you know, typically you don't bring in players from another another right. country that, you know, were playing with their their national team, junior national team during the summer. Um, but that was the case with him. He was, he, was, he was playing. He was doing skill work. So there, I don't think there's really any concern about, you know, conditioning or things like that. Um, you know, he told his local paper, um, you know, during during the his decision-making process uh, to come to Michigan that, yeah, certainly the weight training is, is different here um, in the United States um, versus Europe. And it's 
I think it's different even, you know, at a program like Michigan, they're sort of have, have proven that they can, you know, take guys like that and, and, you know, turn them into bigger, stronger, eventual, you know, pros. So, uh, yeah, I, I, is he getting a somewhat of a late start? Yes, by definition he is, but, um, you know, I don't think it'll matter too much. I think the plan is, is still for him to come. To, well, it is for him to come and, and be here enrolled as a student and classes start in a couple of weeks. So I would expect him to arrive when uh, the rest of his his teammates, uh, you know, reconvene. Um, I mean, while he's maybe behind, you said when it comes to the getting started and everything, I, I think and you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like he's almost considered advanced for his age in terms of skill set. Right. So I think you can, in a way you can kind of overcome some of that stuff. If, you know, if you're good, you're good. Absolutely. He's been playing with pros, yeah. uh, you know, so yeah, I would say, I would say absolutely. I mean, he would still, um, you know, be expected to, uh, you know, compete for, for heavy minutes uh, right away for this Michigan basketball team. So uh, yeah, we can have more, more on that team and then you know, doing the same thing, talking about the rest of the big 10, little bit more down the line but uh how's your strength and conditioning work been going it seemed like you put on a little bit of muscle (laughs) that's very nice of you to say in this in this audio uh format i'll say yes i definitely have been 100 percent um so yeah no uh i don't know i don't know where john sanderson would start with me and be he'd probably just shake his head and i don't think he'd say a lost cause uh because he's good at what he does but throw some more milkshakes down this there you go hey I feel like I put on a few pounds after what we had yesterday at the Mission Food Showcase for this year. I saw the video, um, you guys, you know, breaking that down. Um, so I guess if you haven't seen this at, at Michigan Stadium at football games this year, there's going to be some some new food items, including one just ridiculous milkshake. I mean, that's not something that any one person would could buy and have all those things. I mean, I I literally from, ate the whole thing by myself. Is this true? <laughs> yeah. I, I, Wasn't I, one of them one of the an ice cream sandwiches yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. with ice cookies sandwich. on either side? Oh, right? Yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah. that's like kind of a snack in itself. Dessert, right? right. Dessert, dessert itself. Itself. And then and you've you got have a milkshake. chocolate wafer. And then you have like the, I didn't eat the um, little black M sugar cookie. I didn't eat that. That's oh, one thing okay. I didn't eat. I ate right. the donut hole. Uh, what else was there? I and there was all. a Chips Ahoy cookie too that I ate. And, and drank the milkshake. And I drank the milkshake. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. There's a reason why I didn't I, eat until nine hours after. Same, <laughs> right, right, right. I was KO'd the rest of the day. But I will say it was it, worth it, though. It, it will be difficult food. probably for two people to eat. And even, I mean, not knocking it, but like as the season goes on, you know, it gets colder outside. So, like, I don't know who would want to buy that. Right. Like, the funny thing about Michigan football games, I feel like, it's either, like, extremely hot, hot and right. going to be, like, I wouldn't melting, even want it if it's, like, it's, 90 degrees out, though, too. Because, like, I mean, when you take out the ice cream sandwich, it's melting, melting everywhere. Or like it's, like, freezing right. and raining. Yeah. 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 I don't know. First game's at night, so maybe it would be a little cooler, yeah. cooler that right. way. Um, it was good. It, it looks cool. Yeah. I'm sure it a lot of people will buy it. Yeah. I will I will ask you, is there any is there any updates on – on, I mean, I know there haven't been officially, but anything, you know, either one of you can, can share about, you know, kickoff times. Because that's just something mm-hmm. that people ask me a lot. So we know we know the opener, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of first time ever. It's a it's a night game, 730 kick. Uh, we know Army's noon. Um, homecoming is noon against Iowa on October 5th. Um, and then you've got uh, Ohio State to close it at noon. So two games have not been, two home games have not been decided. Notre Dame on October 26th, Michigan State on November 16th. Ward um, Emanuel, the athletic director at Michigan, has said publicly that he anticipates one more night game. Michigan okay. can have one more night game. Um, he hinted at it possibly being Notre Dame at this point. Right. 
Um, so I, I don't be surprised if Michigan State or Notre Dame is a night game leaning toward Notre Dame. And then if that's the case, Michigan State will probably be a new. Or, or yeah, I mean, do you game. know, are, are the rules still in place as far as, I mean, given that that's November 16th, like I, I thought it was like either into November or at least the second week right. of November right. beyond, like both teams had I think to it's beyond, or something yeah, like that. Week 10, I think, more details. I think it's beyond week 10. Um, of the season, both Big Ten schools have to agree to host a night game. And he, he has said that he doesn't – I think he said maybe for so, the Michigan State game he doesn't want to have one. So it's not if, gonna, if there's going to be one, it looks like it will be Notre Dame. Yeah, sure. So I mean, there's no shot at having a night game against Rutgers? Probably not. Sorry, that was the other one. Sorry, there was. I, I, I did miss that one here as I scanned through quickly as far as game times not being – not being decided. Right. That was there are three. You're right. People Rutgers forget now the schools have have little say other than like right. late in the season. Like I said, like the, the Big Ten schools both have to agree right. to the night game. Other than that, it's all TV deciding. So whether it's the you know the Big Ten has this huge deal with Fox and FS1 and Big Ten Network, these networks are calling the shots. They they say what games they want at night or in the afternoon or whatever, and the schools basically have to you know they have to say okay we're in. Now there is a limit on the number of night home games you can host. I think it's. I think it's three every two years, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. So they will limit the number of night games you have. So you're not like, otherwise, schools like Michigan and Ohio State will be playing every home game at night. You know, and I don't think Michigan wants that. It's a it's a bigger expense for them. It's more, I think it's more trouble for them because you know you have all you have all day for people to, to tailgate and, and get intoxicated. Uh, so they have to, they have to put re- more reinforcements in place for night games when it comes to police and staffing yeah. than usual. And that Michigan so, Michigan State game was uh, the, the last time they oh did it here gosh. was a night game. It was, was yeah, it was it was kind of rough oh. around here. I thought so. Uh, I don't again. Big Ten's not going to take that into consideration, but yeah. certainly the, the schools when they can, um, I think would be like yeah, maybe that that wasn't such a such a great idea. Um, but as so, of right now, uh, Notre Dame seems to be the obvious choice. Nothing's been announced just yet. Um, you know, the game is on, I think it's on one of the ESPN networks. It's slated for one of the ESPN networks and not NBC because before, keep in mind, Michigan's game against Notre Dame last year, start the season was, was on NBC. So that was, right, they were right. That's a Notre Dame, Dame game. game. Yep. And that was night game as well, but that was NBC's call. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's the, in the, in the, you know, the big, big 10, uh, you know, their, their decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be surprised if that ends up being a sure. All right. Uh, Well, that will conclude uh, this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and check out all the Michigan Wolverines content on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.